You're listening to Let's Talk Purpose Live, because who you are is important to what you do and where you're going. And now for your host, Lisa Schwartz. Good morning, everybody, and good morning to you, BP Daddy. I feel like it's been forever. It does kind of feel that way. I know. I was like, why does it feel so long? It's a late first Monday or Wednesday, whatever we are. Yeah, you're right. That's probably, that's got to be it. Yeah. Yeah. But I also feel like the last couple of months we've done uh, two shows in a month. Oh yeah, we have done that sometimes. So uh, I'm going to, I'm still trying to pull, pull us up. Here we are. Oh look, here we are. Um, So today we are going to be talking about kind of a controversial issue. I feel like, I feel like it's a little controversial. It's not controversial in our world. No. Um, but we're going to be talking about the prosperity gospel. I like it. But before we do, mm-hmm. share with us about our sponsors. Are you ready oh, to share with us? I am sponsor? ready to oh, share shoot. about the sponsors. All right, here we go. I should have this memorized. But okay, no, that's okay. That's okay. Okay. We have Innovative Construction Services. They are a Texas-owned family business providing roofing and various construction needs in the DFW area and beyond. ICS provides service with quality and integrity to each and every customer, knowing it's about so much more than business. Owners are Levi and Olivia. They have been watching God grow this company over the years and are excited knowing the best is yet to come. The best. I love that. The best is yet to come. So give them a call as they love the opportunity to serve you with any roofing and construction needs. Look, we got their phone number and website up there. Nice, nice. Thank you, Olivia and husband. So then we have Express Employment Professionals. They are a staffing company that does their best to bring hope to our communities. They strive hard to find people job opportunities and will work with any company given the chance. So you can find their number right there. Awesome. That was Sonia. So I'm going to do a little bit of a commercial here myself. Okay. Okay. So Sonia Southard is also hosting a the DYE conference that is coming up in September. I believe it's September something. September 10th and the 11th. Um, and so thank you, Liz, from behind the scenes. <laughs> um, so September 10th and 11th, we're doing the DYE, which is double your empowerment. And basically what it is, it's, it's the enforcing you and the enforcing purpose message back mm-hmm. to back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to cram that into a weekend. But one of the fun things that I'm so excited about is this is not just a women's conference. Oh, that's fun. I know. <laughs> it's going to be women and men. So... Uh, ladies, we're not leaving your husbands out this time. So you can get on my website. Uh, I'll have Liz put that link in the comments so she can, and you can get on the website. The registration is now up. You can sign up as a couple. Also, we have a VIP package Ooh. for singles or for couples. Now this won't be a big deal for you, but I feel like oh. it's a big deal for anybody. <laughs> so, uh, the VIP is we are going to have where they get uh, a copy of the book, all three books. They get a copy of all three mm-hmm. books. Um, and then we're having a meet and greet Saturday morning. Um, breakfast or like Danishes, whatever, goodies, yummies, sweets, and coffee with a Q and a, a private Q and a with Brad and I, I I know that's, I know. (laughs) So I, I told Brad last night, he's like, Oh, this is going to be good. Um, I I feel like a lot of people are very interested in how, how things flow Mm -hmm. with us, with me being the pastor. Right. Right. And, um, me traveling and writing and all of those, all the things. And of course he travels as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of people I think are just interested, like, how do you make this work? And how does that work with your wife being the pastor right. versus the husband being the pastor? Like, how does that, how does that work for you? So lots of questions. Um, I, I know that people have asked me personally in regard to um, how does that work for you? How does it work with him supporting you? you know, who gets prioritized, mm-hmm. all those questions, uh, you know, how do you, how does the husband feel about her, um, praying from the pulpit? It's always fun. Like when I'm ministering to people and Brad is there and he's the catcher yeah. when I'm ministering. So I think a lot of people always think that's kind of fun as well. Um, so if you are interested in coming to this conference and you're interested in just having a private Q and a with Brad and I, um, then you can sign up for the VIP. We're also going to have kind of a surprise fun session in there on Saturday. I haven't really decided what it's going to be yet, but I'm thinking I might uh, recruit Turner and we might do some sort of a preach off uh, <laughs> where people kind of throw out a topic uh-huh. and we see who can and just preach, like try to preach off, preach, do a preach off, like a piano war, you yeah, know, like yeah. a preaching war of some sort. Haven't really decided yet, but I'm open to ideas. If anybody has any ideas, you can throw an idea at me. Um, on things, you know, some people might be like, no, I want something, you know, a serious session being mm-hmm. taught, uh, and that's okay as well. Uh, but then there are others of us that are like, no, let's do something fun, yeah. you know, uh, something fun, playful, all the things. 
Uh, my book, Enforcing Prayer, is doing so well. So um, very excited about that as well. Uh, if you have not ordered a book, uh, the book, Enforcing Prayer, um, you can do so as well. Go to my website. Uh, we need to probably make a screen for him that has my website on it. I have been told, I, I'm doing this intentionally because I have been told by someone. So our our show is being picked up by so, several medias. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of people like, you You do know like you don't talk about yourself. You give all these other, you know, but you don't give like your website. You don't talk about you. You don't talk about Crazy Eat Ministries. And I'm like, oh, that's that's a good thought. Oh, so I'm being very intentional to give a commercial, an LLC, uh, Lisa LLC commercial here. Um, so go to my website at lisa-schwartz.com. Um, n- you know, never put a T in the name Schwartz with crazy eight ministries, never spell out the number eight. So I tell people that all the time. So lots of ways you can get online, uh, lots of products. We've got new t-shirts, Ooh, new yeah. t-shirts. Yeah. I need to get my new t-shirt. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I had the rose gold, the, the blue with the rose gold on it, yes. uh, with the V neck. And that was really, people were like, Oh, we want that one. So we ordered some. And they are now available. Excuse me, I have to pull up my pants. <laughs> I snap myself. <laughs> um, so you can order those online as well. All the books are available online. Lots of online courses that you mm-hmm. can take. Um, if you're interested in life coaching or um, counseling, uh, book a discovery call with me. I see a couple of discovery calls have popped up this morning. Um, I have maybe one opening, um, m- maybe two coming up. Um, but otherwise that's it. I think that's my commercial for today. That was pretty good. I know. I was just kind of off the cuff. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to do a commercial. So uh, I'm working on, I say I'm working on, I'm kind of frustrated. Can I share that with you? Sure. I'm kind of frustrated because uh, last night I was like, I'm starting to feel victimized by my own schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my daughter is going to be 16 Mm -hmm. next week. And so she's going through this driving school. And so we went in last night to take her test to take to then to DPS on the, on the 19th, but I guess she can't take the actual test until she's 16. Oh, okay. So I had all the things, you know, when you, y'all, this is my fifth kid, but dealing with DPS, you have to have everything, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to, I feel like you need to go in with a sample of urine and blood Blood, as well, but (laughs) DNA. So you get there, she's excited, she's ready, we've got the right car, we've got it filled up with, and she couldn't Couldn't take it because she's not 16 till next week. Um, and of course she's going to be at church camp next week. And so that was a two hour wash, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is what it is. I have told all of my, she's number five. And so I have told all of them, be prepared to walk out of there without having taken your test mm-hmm. or without your license. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think I've ever gone to the DPS and gotten the license on the first. Really? And, and everything changes. It changes from year to year. And now we've got this weirdo, you know, COVID stuff, right. you know, anyhow, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. So I say all that to say one of my goals for this year was to write the uh, spirit, the biblical life coaching certification yeah. course. I'm not doing very well on it. <laughs> I did spit out a book this year, so I'm trying to yeah, give myself I mean, some grace, but <laughs> I'm not doing as well as I'd like to be doing. Well, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. You'll get there. Yeah. You always do. Yeah, I will get there. I, I will I will shut myself in somewhere um, if I need to. Okay, so here we go. We've got some Janae Searles is online with us. Good morning, Janae. Erica Bevel is online with us. Erica, did you get signed up for that conference? Heather Earnhardt is with us this morning. Stephanie Ray is with us this morning. If you are with us, give us a wave. Give us a hello. Those are the people that I see on the LLC. I'm not looking at Crazy 8 Ministries if there's anybody there. Um, you are watching, I'm watching crazy eight. All right. Brittany's watching crazy eight. We welcome you all this morning. Uh, give us a wave, give us a shout out. We want to keep watching for your comments. You are a part of this show with us. So let's talk about prosperity. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, first of all, I want to say this, I think that, you know, we talk, we hear a lot about the, the prosperity gospel mm-hmm. and it, I think it gets a bad rap. Um, and usually even when it's said the prosperity gospel, it's kind of said in a um, in a tone of some sort, it feels like that. Anyways, the people I've chatted with, and I know I've asked people have asked me like, do you believe in the prosperity gospel? And my answer to that in short is I don't believe in a poverty gospel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is what I know for sure. Um, but I can say with confidence, I do believe that the gospel is about prosperity and it is about prospering. I think where we get stuck is how we define prosperity. Right. You know, yeah, I think I was looking up last night. I was like, what's the prosperity gospel? And immediately everything goes back to the bakers, the, you know, the Osteens, you know, this this mega and 
taking in money for a promise of something or yes. something like that. Yes. Yeah. And then I spent my morning searching uh, Prosper in Scripture. Okay. And that was fun. Oh, this is fun. I was like, how many times, how many verses? Yeah, there's a lot. Mention Prosper. There is a lot. It's insane. Yes. Um, so... And, and, and so why would you describe that? You, you, would, you would basically say that this is evidence that God talks about prosperity and prospering and being prosperous on a regular basis in Scripture. Mm-hmm. It's a theme throughout the Old Testament. Yes. In fact, it's in, the, it's in creation in the, very, in the very beginning, all the way through Revelation. You know, I, mm-hmm. I know in 3 John, John, it talks about, you know, that I wish uh, that you would prosper in all things and in health, just as your soul prospers. Mm. So it is said even twice um, in third John. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I was noticing in the old Testament and it's all, you know, the people of the Lord are prosper and those who the wicked will not prosper. And I was like, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. there it is. And yeah. And then we see, you know, when I think about, I tell people the entire old Testament is God trying to move his people from the land of lack mm-hmm. into the land of abundance. Mm-hmm. And not only was it a land of abundance, but it was an abundance of fruit that they did not sow. Right. <laughs> Which it's blows hard. my mind. Yeah. Yes. It's hard for us to comprehend. I mean, we feel like people shouldn't receive what they didn't yeah. work for. Yeah. Or they I didn't think that, to. I love that you brought that up because I think that in, in our natural world, our system, we talk a lot about being um, influenced by our system and how our system establishes our core beliefs. And so I believe that um, our system has kind of taught us that there's this sense of fairness. Mm-hmm. Um, when really fair is not even in the word in the Bible, mm-hmm. that but word's not even in the Bible. It does talk about God being just, being a just God, but his justice is based on his grace. Mm-hmm. So it's so opposite from the fairness of the world, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that's, I don't know about the rest of the world and, you know, I'm looking at the American culture and it's, you know, you work for, you know, you work for what you get, you know, and people don't expect you to, mm-hmm. to prosper if you're not working for it. Yeah. So it's so contrary and, to what we believe. And we just, Janae Searles just signed up for the DYE. Well, good. J- Janae, good I'm Janae. so excited. Look at you jump right on that. She went, <laughs> to, she was not wasting time. Um, yeah. And I think I, I want to speak for myself because I feel like I can speak for her. And then we get, we get kind of angry and kind of fussy in our hearts when somebody just boom, immediately, mm-hmm. you know, makes it mm-hmm. without working for it, yeah. you know? And, and I, I mean, we could have a topic on a, a, a conversation about the whole night, but, uh, but you know, it, when you go back to the Bible, that's what grace is all about. It's about the shifting into, um, even though we don't deserve it. So mm-hmm. God, w- God is continuously pulling us into our design, not our deserve. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said that yeah. before. Uh, Tammy Murphy is with us this morning. Tammy two. Hey, Tammy. No, Tam- Tammy one. Tammy one is with us this morning oh, okay. from the office. Okay. <laughs> the so office Tammy. Office Tammy. We have two Tammy Murphys that work at Crazy Eight Ministries. Um, so I'm going to read a quote from my book, Enforcing okay. Purpose. It says, personally, I believe that prosperity is directly connected to the fulfillment of your identity and the fulfillment of promise. It is not about your pocket. Mm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I kind of give this definition of prosperity, which is to prosper means to come into your identity and to come into your purpose. It has nothing to do with your pocket, meaning that prosperity is is experienced as your God design and your God purpose is fulfilled. Your fullness is his promise. Mm. Right. So we we want to we're always pursuing the promises of God, but really the fulfillment of who you are and what you're called to do is his promise promise. Now we also know that I say, we know our purpose is not necessarily a destiny. It's a journey Mm -hmm. coming into our identity is also a journey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and, and the destiny is, you know, in eternity, I go on to say that is your promised land and your prosperity. It is being who he called you to be and pursuing the stirrings of your own heart. It is living in victory and fulfilling the call that keeps you awake at night. Simply said, it is where you thrive. We talk about your sweet spot, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when I get into my sweet spot and I feel a sense of thriving and I feel satisfaction and I feel fulfillment, I am prospering. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is kingdom prosperity. And you must believe that God has this in mind for you. You must believe it is God's will for you to live life fat 
and satisfied. Mm -hmm. It is his desire and it is in your DNA. He designed you to be productive and to feel productive, to thrive and live life leaning forward, shooting, thrusting into your destiny. You are set up to succeed and you are designed to prosper. Mm -hmm. So where do I base this entire statement on? And if you haven't read my book, Enforcing Purpose, that was a quote out of Enforcing Purpose where I talk about our design to prosper. In Genesis one twenty eight, it says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase. That sounds like prosperity to yeah. me, right? Yeah. Increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the sea and the birds of the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So let's take a look. I love that you looked up. You looked up prosper. I'm, I'm assuming okay. you looked up the word prosperity, right? Did you? Look I looked up, up the, the word prosper. Okay, so tell me what you came up scripture. with. Scripture. This was just some. Some of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Some <laughs> of the better ones. We left the bad ones out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, see. Well, Genesis 32, 12, but you have said, I will surely make you prosper and will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. Um, let's see here. Let's go to Job twenty two twenty one. Submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. Um, Deuteronomy six twenty four. The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that we might always prosper and be kept alive, as is the case mm. today. Um Let's see, Jeremiah. It's interesting how so many of these are your prosperity is directly connected to your obedience and your surrender to God. Yeah. You know, that, that's basically all it is, is being y- obedient to the Lord. Yes. And so that goes back to, you know, your prosperity is more in your identity and what you're called to do than it is about your pocketbook. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. you'll come more and more into your fullness, your design, your identity. We do that as we surrender to the spirit of the Lord. And that requires turning away from your own ways, you know? Yeah. I like how it said, be at peace with God. Yeah. And, and so for me, that's like, okay, be at peace with where the identity that the Lord put Mm -hmm. in you instead of trying to be at Mm -hmm. peace with the world. And yeah. And if you're in the old Testament, that word peace, there is probably the word Shalom. The new Testament, a lot of times it's Arane or Shalom as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and that word peace encompasses, um, it's so interesting. It encompasses, the full gospel, the, you know, we hear a lot about the Foursquare Church, mm-hmm. which is salvation, healing, deliverance, and prosperity, restoration, yeah. restoration and prosperity. It's the restoration of, of your, your goods and your things. It's that prosperity. So even when you see that word peace being used, um, it encompasses, if you read it in the original language, it encompasses the idea of I'm going to be at peace, meaning I am in the fullness of my salvation, in the fullness of my own healing. I'm in the fullness mm. of my own deliverance, and I am walking in the fullness, and I'm prospering in mm-hmm. all of my ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even t- today, I'm like, just to walk in health and wholeness and healing, that, I mean, that's prosperity right there. <laughs> <laughs> so many people don't have that. Yeah, go on. Oh, I got more. Go on. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. We have some comments online. Janae said, I never thought about your promised land is being uh, the you he made you to be. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So Elizabeth has responded, God does not design poor, does not design poorly. He is so pleased with you becoming the fullness of his creation within you. Like watching your children learn stuff. He is so proud of you. I Mm. love that. I love that. I receive that, Elizabeth. All right, go ahead. Let's see. Proverbs 1620. Those who give heed to instruction prosper, and blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Um, let's go First Kings, little Old Testament. 2-3. And observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him. Keep his decrees and commands, his laws and regulations. As written in the law of Moses, do this so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go. Amen. All right, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. What you do. Yeah. So okay. So that's in 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 third John one two, I mentioned this earlier. It says, "I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, so just as your soul prospers." So okay. again, it's going back to your you will prosper in all things. So the things mm-hmm. around us, as your soul, meaning my mind, my will, and my emotions, prosper. That word prosper there means to help on the road to grant an, an expeditious journey and to lead by a direct and easy way. Mm. 
So it's talking about a journey, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of the idea of this movement. Um, so when he's like, so, so you will have this easy road about yeah. life, yeah, which it says nothing about prospering in things. Now, I do want to say, I'm going to say this. I do want to say, I don't think this discludes mm-hmm. um, prospering in the things. Right. But it doesn't start pro- with prospering in things. So a lot of times, we, you know, we deal with people who struggle with poverty mentality versus prosperity mentality, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> meaning everything is in a, a state of lack versus a state of abundance. The very first miracle that Jesus did, there was a lack of wine mm-hmm. and he flipped the coin when he, when he entered into, when he injected himself into the scene, what was at lack became abundant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even that very first miracle was about the provision of abundance and right. it was a very good abundance. It was a, right. it was a, the most, uh, fine, the finest wine is what, what the scripture says. So God is always in the process of flipping things from lack to abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we think about prosperity being more a state of mind um, and a way of living versus the things, um, the opposite is a poverty mentality, meaning I'm always at lack, I'm never going to make it, I'm not going to succeed, this failure mentality. And as the man thinketh, so he is. So I do believe that our prosper, our prosperous mentality, our prosperous attitude, our can-do attitude, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm going to lean forward. I'm going to. I'm expecting an increase. I do believe that translates in the things around you, mm-hmm. but it has to start on the inside and not on the outside. That's where I think we go wrong, and then and then we get mad at the prosperity gospel because I'm not prospering. So we throw the baby out with the bathwater mm-hmm. and go, well, it's all wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about um, the whole new thought, um, I don't know, and like the secret and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, you believe there's going to be a check in the mail. It's like you think your way through everything yes, and uh-huh. all this. And I'm like, okay, why? But then it seems to kind of work for some. And I'm like, but why would that work? And, but when it's not based in, in a faith in the Lord, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, a, and an identity in the Lord is just, um, I think that just believing for the things instead of believing for your your health and your identity yeah, in Christ. But believing for who you are, whether you get the things or not, mm-hmm. you know, that goes back to that hope or that false hope. You know, I hope for the things or, or I have faith for the things, but my hope isn't in the things. Right. <laughs> you know, so I believe God for these things. So, you know, I'm going to believe God for healing, but my hope isn't in the healing. Mm-hmm. My hope is in the healer and my hope is in he will be good and he will work all things out for good, even if I'm not healed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, it's interesting how the enemy has created these imitations of beliefs, thoughts, you know, new age, all of these things. And, and for me, the checkpoint is, is you kind of talked about the, the new, this new thought thing. Like I'm going to think about this check being in the mm-hmm. mail. It's for me, it goes back to, uh, what is the motive and what is the outcome? You know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my checkpoint. Like, is my motive here to just glorify myself and to, to, you know, whatever, or is my motive here to glorify God always in all things? Mm-hmm. So let's go back to, uh, Genesis one twenty eight, where it says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. This word fruitful, um, it's the Hebrew word is parar which means to bear fruit. Uh, More specifically, it means to cause to bear fruit or to show fruitfulness. So that God's first blessing was not just to cause man to bear fruit, but that there would be evidence, there would be display of Mm -hmm. fruit. Um, And so we, we are designed to give evidence of fruitfulness, which fruitfulness is the the sign of life, Mm -hmm. right? If I have a tree and it's an apple tree and it never bears fruit, there's no life in that tree. Right. Um, and so it is the evidence of life and it's the evidence of growth. It, if I also, if I have an apple tree, we expect from year to year, what is it going to do? It's going to produce more, more apples. It's going to produce more apples. And, and it's interesting because there's probably n- nobody here or nobody who's watching that would, would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet when we equate that to our creation, because we are created by the same creator, 
our creation and God says all things are created to increase. All things are created to grow and to prosper in all of their ways. Mm -hmm. So why would I not say the fruit that I see in my life, fruit being uh, internal and external, Mm -hmm. the fruit that I see in my life, meaning I'm growing in peace, I'm growing in joy, I'm growing in health, I'm growing in wisdom, I'm growing in self-control. I expect that a year from today, all of that fruit is going to be even more. Mm -hmm. I expect that Um, as I'm sowing into the Lord and as I'm continuing to walk in obedience and surrender myself to the Holy Spirit. Because all of those passages you talked about, it it seems so obvious and so clear to me, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, they all basically said the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So let's get it. So it says, be fruitful and increase, which in a lot of, um, in a lot of versions says to multiply. So that word multiply, as opposed to fruitful as parar, this is rabah. And it means to become great or many, to become numerous or grow, to make large, to increase, or to increase greatly or exceedingly. It denotes the idea of to shoot. Okay, okay so... Which, in my mind, I visualize something just propelling forward with mm-hmm. great force. Mm-hmm. This is our design. And, and I think about we are going to experience barriers. We are going to experience obstacles. I know there are people probably listening right now. I have to struggle in my own mind with like, yeah, but I've got this. And well, when I get over that or when I get on the other side of this mm-hmm. or when this circumstance is over. Mm-hmm. But what about in the middle of it? Like, does our design and our creation just go away because we're in the midst of a hard circumstance? We're null and void at that point. <laughs> Your circumstance yeah. is more powerful than God's design for you? Like, these are the questions I begin to ask myself. Mm. Brittany's like, dang it. <laughs> and so, you know, I want us to remember that we are designed to be the display of the fruitfulness of God's kingdom. Okay. <clears throat> so his joy is in us. His wisdom is in us. His ability to discern is within us. And some of us just concede and give over to. uh, Yeah. I got to believe in those times when we're under like heavy circumstance where it doesn't feel like we're continuing to shoot forth in this area, that there's got to be other areas where you're multiplying. Mm -hmm. There's got to be something else that is multiplying in that time. Yes. I love that you said that because, again, we're trained by our system. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking for one outcome and we're also expecting that it's going to look a specific way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the Bible says that God's ways are not our ways. Mm-hmm. They are different. They are higher than our ways. And so I believe in Colossians 3, 2, where it says setting your mind on things above and not on earthly things. That when we shift into this, we, you know, we've talked about that superposition mm-hmm. in the past of shifting into the third heavens and getting the perspective from above and taking a look and saying, like, from this angle, none of this makes sense to me. But when I shift into the heavens and I look down, I have such an aha moment. And I begin to see that God is working. But even if I don't see it, I still believe it. Mm-hmm. Because I know I have this confidence of who God is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think of all the years I spent thinking, once I get to this point, maybe yeah. it, once I get to this, yeah. and then mm-hmm. it's like once... I don't know, once like the Holy Spirit just in film, it, like I never thought like that again. No, I was always like, this is it. I'm, th- I'm here. This is it. Today <laughs> is it. Present. Today is my destiny. Yeah. Today is my destiny. I, I mean, l- literally, you know, and again, I love that word journey, but I love the word destiny. Mm-hmm. And today is a journey, but it's also your destiny. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's it. You know, today's it. I'm not waiting for tomorrow. I'm not waiting because I'm designed to shoot. That's what breakthrough means. It means to break beyond the battle lines and and bust into the other side. Mm -hmm. It means I'm going to, I'm going to bust into enemy territory. So we're going to break through the battle line. But a lot of times we just get, there's a battle line in front of me. There's a battle in front Mm -hmm. of me. There's an obstacle in front of me. Well, break. And then we pray for God for a breakthrough. And God's like, you are the breakthrough. You were my breakthrough, and you are here on earth to be the breakthrough. Mm. But we, we haven't learned how to shoot forth and to propel ahead despite our, despite, despite our obstacles and the battles that are in mm-hmm. front of us. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> 
So the definition of prosperity is a state of being prosperous, okay. <laughs> which denotes the idea of thriving with evidence. All right. So this goes back to what God said in, uh, in, in Genesis, where we're going to be fruitful and we're going to increase. We're going to have an evident, there's going to be an evidence display. But the Hebrew word for prosper means, so what I read before was the Greek word. Okay. Because it was the New Testament. Now, in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word uh, for prosper means to rush, to advance, to progress, to succeed. But the primitive root word in the Hebrew for prosper means to push forward. It means to push forward. Mm. Now, this is putting it all back on me. Yeah. So I'm standing around like waiting on God to make me prosper or to give me a prosperous circumstance. And God's like, no, I've designed you with pros- the ability to prosper within you. You carry prosperity. You carry the ability to push forward. Um, in Literally or figuratively, it means to break out. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to that breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in a moment, I, I think about Paul and Silas when they're in, in jail. Mm-hmm. And they're... Uh, every obstacle you can think of. They're in jail. There's guards. It's dark. They've got chains. Shackles, I mean, yeah. shackle. I mean, you talk about, but they're like, man, we're going to bust out of this. We're going to break out of this. We're going to push forth. We're going to shoot out. We're going to prosper despite the chains. Mm-hmm. And they just begin to praise. And it released prosperity, not just in yeah. their own lives, but in the entire jail cell. Mm-hmm. Everybody, it says, it says all the jail cells swung, the doors swung, swung open. Yeah. As you were reading that, when you said to rush, I was like, oh my gosh, that puts such a, like an immediacy, like upon yeah. me. It's like, okay, I've got to do something. This yes. Is- did you feel the rush? Of the I kingdom? did. <laughs> <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So Janae is with us. She says that explains why I'm not afraid of confrontation. That's funny. <laughs> when you were talking about breakthrough, Good comment, Janae. If you are with us, give us a wave. Give us a hello. Shirley Greenroy is with us this morning. She said, amen to healing. Father knows best. (laughs) Scotty Hargrove is with us this morning. John Davis is with us this morning. Give us a wave. Give us a hello. Don't hide. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you. So let's go over some synonyms for prosper. Um, Because again, I really want us to capture this idea of, I I want us to redefine what what it means to prosper. um, As opposed to being stuck in Oh, prosperity is all is the plane and the chip mm-hmm. and the whatever. Um, okay, okay. Amy Sanker is with us. Hey, ladies. Hey. Joel and I are listening in the car. Aunt Joel, she has outed you. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Joel. Uh, we talk about prospering. These people mm, are yeah. prospering. So Amy, I'm going to totally use you guys as an example. Over the last three, four, five years, I've been able to be a part of the two of them working individually in really pursuing healing, pursuing deliverance, pursuing just getting things fixed from Mm -hmm. their past, letting go of anchors, both of them individually, also in, I got the chills, also in their marriage, coming together, starting this business, and things beginning to prosper. Not because their business was right, but because Mm -hmm. they're getting right. Right. And again, when we are prospering internally, it should translate into fruit evidence. Why? Because it's a part of our design. Mm-hmm. It's part of our cre- I'm not making up stuff to talk about mm-hmm. right now. I'm just walking through the scriptures. I'm just walking through the scriptures. That's what it says to, it says to us. So this word prosper means to flourish, luxuriate, uh-huh. overgrow, proliferate, which I didn't know what that meant. So I looked to proliferate up okay. to become greater in extent, volume, amount, or number to shoot up, to germinate. Okay. To root, to sprout, to bloom, to flower, to fruit, to produce, to propagate, to regenerate, and to produce seed. It's unfortunate that the world has convinced us that the only evidence of thriving is stuff around mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. That to produce seed. That was interesting. Yeah. Tell me why. Because it just immediately puts in my mind the word legacy. Oh, I love this. When you yeah. produce seed, you produce something that's going to keep growing and it's going to multiply more. yes yeah. it's going to keep moving it's going to keep growing yes absolutely now let me just to compare let me give you some synonyms for the word poverty okay okay the word poverty means deficit famine lack scarcity shortage barrenness beggary mm-hmm. impoverished insufficiency pauperism poorness it's just name. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I feel uh, vexed by these words yeah. 
because it's not in alignment with our design. Yeah. And you, it, it's just not some, you don't see that in scripture among God's people. That's, mm-hmm. that's not never what God has in mind for us. Yeah, absolutely. So attacking poverty is all about addressing what you believe about who you are mm-hmm. and who you're designed to be and what your purpose is. As really, that's what it comes back to. And we deal with this on a regular basis. Again, a, you know, a lot of our clients, uh, residents at Crazy Eat Ministries, I've struggled with it, is like, if I want to break through, if I want to break out in this area, typically there is a core lie that is keeping mm-hmm. me from pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And so it has nothing to do with my circumstance. It has everything to do with my mind. Right. And so the, to me, again, we're just reiterating prosperity. We are designed to prosper and it starts here and here, mm-hmm. starts here and here. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we have to remember that poverty starts in the head and the heart, which is one of the reasons why with our housing program, we um, have the counseling and the case management where we're constantly trying to retrain their thought process, retrain those core lies, um, because it has nothing to do with the fact that they don't work. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with the poverty, the lack, the scarcity of their design. Mm-hmm. They don't believe the things that they are worthy of, the things that they are value of, all of those things. Yeah, and I think this is where like enforcing prayer comes comes into play because it, it's meditating on the word. That's the only way that's going to change your mind mm-hmm. and your heart is that constant meditation mm-hmm. and declaring mm-hmm. it back. And mm-hmm. we got to brainwash ourselves. Yeah. We've, we've been brainwashed by the system. Mm-hmm. We've also brainwashed ourselves through the things we're saying to ourselves on a regular basis, oh, yeah. you know? And, and so when, you know, obviously people have, have said, you know, crazy ministries, you just brainwash them. Like, yes, we mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. We brainwash them with the kingdom, with truth, with love, with the word of God, with the presence of the Lord, with the Holy spirit, 100%, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, argue that at all. So, all right. So, uh, Elizabeth McLaren is tagging people. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, Elizabeth from Cincinnati. She said, this goes right along with what you talked about a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely. We were talking about the core lies and breaking free from core lies. So, um, we see in numbers 13, um, which is the story where, um, where they are given the promised land and they send Caleb in uh, the Mm -hmm. the 12 of them into, to view the land. And if you remember, so prosperity was there, it was waiting for them. Okay. So the point in this passage is saying, (laughs) hope Jansen said, can you brainwash me, please? (laughs) Um, I cannot, but the Holy spirit can just keep pressing in girl. Um, so we, we think about how the, the climax here of the Israelites, they have been moving towards this promised land, and all of a sudden, here we are. And they send spies in to, to check it out. They come back and they say, oh my gosh, God was right. Here's the abundance of fruit. Mm-hmm. And they're carrying back all this fruit. They bring back evidence of fruit. Their lack of prosperity from that day forward had nothing to do with the lack of prosperity. It had everything to do with the inability to agree with who they were. They, they really, they kind of come back to this place that says that, that they, um, we saw the Nephilim, the descendants of Anak from the, from the Nephilim. And we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we look the same to them. Mm -hmm. So what happened there was something in their mind, their perspective shifted to where they were like, we, we, we see the fruit. We hear what God is saying. We hear the promises of God. Yes. We're the children of God. But we're believing what we just saw in the... They saw both things in the natural. They saw the fruit, but then they saw this obstacle of the Nephilim and what they would need to overcome. And they shrunk back and they settled into this mentality. They believed what what the people the perspective of the people versus the perspective of God. Mm-hmm. God had a perspective that said, you are my children. This is what is due you. You are big enough. You are strong enough. I am with you. And they, and then there was a perspective that said, you are too small. You are like a grasshopper. You can't possibly do this. How are you going to beat us? We're bigger than you are. I dare you to come and take it. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, they had two choices. They had, they had two options. They could believe God or they could believe the, Nephi- the, the message of the Nephilim. And they, they shifted in a moment 
They settled their identity in a lie mm-hmm. instead of in truth. And that identity, listen to me, the, the, this is big. The identity of the lie is what kept them from their prosperity, but it does not mean the prosperity did not still exist. Mm-hmm. Or that it wasn't still their identity because they left and they had yes. circled around. But he brought them right back to the exact same yes. place. Yes, he brings them. Kept God kept bringing them back. Kept bringing them because he's a gracious God. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I'll keep circling <laughs> you around this mountain, you know. And so there is there is a promise of prosperity in mind for each one of us, and our inability to enter into it doesn't negate the existence of it. Mm-hmm. And we have to check back and go back to what is going on here and here. For those of you who are just listening, I'm pointing to my head and to my mm-hmm. heart. Here and here, we have to go back to that and ask, what is it in my heart, in my mind, that I have settled on that is lack, famine, scarcity, impoverished? All of those words versus all the other words, which were sprouting, germinating, shooting out propagating, regenerating, being the seed. Mm. This is who we're called to be. Why is the kingdom of heaven flailing right now? Why are we so small and everything else is so big? Mm. I'm seriously bothered by this. Yeah, well, we don't... (laughs) 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 I mean, unless you have such a strong identity as a child of God, you don't believe that you are deserving of something so great. Yes, Yes. It's, it's, it's hard to believe that we would be deserving of something. And again, this goes back to our mindset of really taking a look at who are we designed to be versus and how is the kingdom created to work versus what the, how the system works. Yes, you're right. The system works. If you want a paycheck, you have to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But these people entered into, I mean, there are places all over throughout the scriptures that it says they entered in and they reaped fruit that they did not mm-hmm. sow. I want that in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm saying fruit, I'm not talking about just the things. I'm talking about the fruit of joy. I'm reaping a fruit of joy that I didn't pay the price for. Mm-hmm. I'm reaping a fruit of peace that I didn't pay a price mm-hmm. for. Jesus paid the price mm-hmm. for those things. He planted that seed. I just get to reap the fruit. Mm-hmm. That's prosperity. Yeah. That's prosperity. And, and when I'm not walking in the fullness of peace, that's not God's fault. He, he did the work on the cross. He already sowed the seed. He sowed the seed in this lifetime for each one of us. And we've got to step back and say, look, I need to, I need to cultivate the seed. I need to nurture the seed, but I didn't plant the seed. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that he says, you know, the, 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 the passage that says that he brings forth the increase. He brings forth the fruit. Right? Because the seed is already there. He's already given it to us. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that if I step into this and I start reaping where I didn't sow and get all this stuff, then you got to face the the opposition and the people coming against you yes. and, you know, yeah, talking about you. And, you know, you have to be able to stand up and say, yeah, but this is my God. Yeah, and amen. This is where he's put me. And this is his design, not just for me, but for you. Right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just because other people aren't reaping it and doing, other Christians aren't reaping it and doing, you can set the example. And, and they are not the standard. True. The kingdom is your standard. I mean, I love that you brought all these verses. You're like, look, and I'm sure you probably didn't even read through all of them. Look, look at all these verses, oh, no. right? Yeah, I'm just trying to find. Um, okay. This was just with what you were just saying. Yeah. Isaiah 53, 10. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. That's good. That was so good. I love that. The will of the Lord will prosper in, in his, his hand. hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to just declare that over themselves right mm-hmm. now. The will of the Lord will prosper in my life because I am in his hand. God, your will. Come on, I'm just demonstrating. Mm-hmm. God, your will in my life will prosper because I am in your hand. God, I declare that I am sitting myself, I am repositioning myself in the palm of your hand. Therefore, your will for my life will prosper. This is how we begin to take mm-hmm. that truth and make it true for our lives. Whew, good, good stuff. All right. Elizabeth says Amy's tagging people. Thank you for tagging. <laughs> Elizabeth says, what do you think gives the prosperity gospel a bad rap then? And I think it's the way we define yeah. prosperity. 
You know, we define prosperity all about things and stuff. I also think it gives a bad rap because when we don't get what we want, then we throw the baby out with the Mm bathwater, right? Same thing that gives God being a healer a bad rap. Well, if he's a healer, why am I not healed? Mm -hmm. Well, your your circumstance doesn't redefine who God is. Thank God. (laughs) Praise Jesus. (laughs) Just because somebody doesn't get saved doesn't mean he's not a savior. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, I don't know if I answered the question. Do you have anything yeah. to add to that? Well, I think because most of the attention of the world goes to those, the Christians who are prospering in that way. And that's where the attention goes Yeah. to the. Yeah. And so we put it in the box. I mean, and, and again, I don't think it doesn't mean that. I just no. don't think that's the, the completion of the definition of prosperity. Janae says it baffles me why people are so stuck on what we do, what on do we deserve it or not? Mm. We are his kids. It's who we are. Uh, I look at my kids and I never say, well, you don't deserve that. It's a good good example. Uh, uh, Janae says that that put that lie to death in my mind when it used you when it used to afflict me. Sorry, I'm have, I don't have my glasses on, so I'm like, ah. <laughs> pull it over here. <laughs> pull it over that way a little bit. All right, so um, I want to close by taking a look at Isaiah 5. Now, I love this passage. Um, in Isaiah 5, it says, I will sing for the one I love, a song about his vineyard. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah is talking about God, or he's talking about the people of God and them being God's vineyard. My loved one, God, had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. Okay, so when, we, <laughs> when we're looking to plant a garden, we want to set that garden up for success. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for a fertile place. A fertile hillside, when you say a hillside, a hillside represents where it's going to get the perfect amount of light. It's going to get that light, whether it's in the evening or the day, it's going to get that six to eight hours of light illumination, and then it's going to get the perfect amount of darkness and shade as well. So he set it up for success. He dug it up. He cleared out all the stones. He planted it with the choicest of vines. This is you and I. This is God. This This is the design of humanity. God is the loved one and you are the vineyard and he has planted you on a fertile hillside. He dug it up. He's cleared your life of all the stones and he he has planted you with the choicest of vines. He built a watchtower in it to watch over it, to protect it, to guard it, to keep his eye upon it. Come on, this is such a beautiful passage. And he cut out a wine press as well. We had a wine press in the midst of it. Why? Because there was an expectation that it was going to bear fruit. A wine press says there's fruit coming and I'm ready Mm -hmm. for it. Some of us need to get a wine press prophetically, obviously not an actual wine, but we need whatever your wine press is that says, I believe God. That's the digging of the ditches, right? Mm -hmm. In second Kings when he says dig ditches and the water and the water is going to come. Well, the water, in it, but it's not going to come by the natural. It's not going to come by rain or snow, but water's going to come. And an unbelievable miracle. And he says, dig ditches. So these people are like, okay, I guess we'll dig ditches. But it was the ditches that actually created the, the would it be a ravine? Is that the right yeah. word? The ravine in which the water began to flow. Had they not d- dug the ditches, they would have missed out on the miracle. Mm-hmm. Then he looked for it to yield for, for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. So we kind of end this with a wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the point is, is we have to go back to our design and how God set us up for success. This is a parable about God's desire and his intent for you and I. His desire for you and I as the children of God to bear fruit. Our blueprint is within us. The blueprint to bear fruit is within us. Mm -hmm. And I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said, um, talked about the mentality of, am I worthy of bearing fruit? Do I carry the value of the kingdom? Mm -hmm. Is this who I am? I'm going to challenge everybody to really think about who, who you believe you are and where do you see yourself five years from now? Do you see yourself still stuck in your depression Do you see yourself still on all of those medications? Are you expecting that God is going to deliver you? He's going to heal you. He's going to restore you. Is there an expectation to the point where you're laughing at the days to come? That's what the Proverbs 31 woman says. She says, I Mm -hmm. laugh at the days to come because I look forward. I lean ahead. I'm leaning forward and I'm excited because I'm expecting increase in my life. Mm -hmm. 
this is the prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. And I'm expecting that I'm going to grow in who I am. I'm going to grow in my purpose. I'm expecting that I'm going to finish that certification course. I'm expecting that I'm going to lean into it and I'm going to continue. I'm expecting that I'm going to write another book. I'm expecting that my budget's going to increase next year. I'm expecting that the anointing that I carry is going to be multiplied as the years move. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting that my intimacy with God is going to increase. I'm expecting that my impact on people around me is going to increase. I'm expecting that my YouTube subscribers are going to increase. I'm, I'm expecting increase in every aspect of my life. And if it doesn't happen, I won't change my mind Mm. because I'm not expecting based on evidence. I'm expecting based on the promise of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when I don't see the evidence, it doesn't change my mind because I didn't make my mind up on evidence. That's not faith. I made my mind up based on all of those scripture passages that you read through, that I read through in what God has said to Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just train your mind and your imagination on that vision. I love it. Love the imagination. I think we could do an entire message on the imagination i love the imagination yeah yeah let's do it next time okay how about you guys if you if you want to hear about the imagination in the comments let us know do you have anything you want to add to this Mm, i don't think so i mean i'm ready to walk in prosperity all right let's go amy singer says prosperity gospel gets a negative rap just like negative rap just like brainwash does anything can be twisted both are good things both can be twisted into good into Mm -hmm. bad things amen to that hope jansen says that's so good lisa all right if you guys watched all the way through give us a wave give us a hello in the comments if you would share this to your wall let me give one more plug I am doing a healthy relations, healthy relationships series on my YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Um, so today I finished up the traits of a healthy relationship part three. So I'm really just kind of working through my book to love and to be mm-hmm. loved, kind of going into detail a little bit more the, the traits of a healthy relationship. Now we're going to be going into the forms of unhealthy relationship, really trying to empower people to recognize what is or is not a healthy relationship. What should I be expecting in my relationships? What is the most excellent design for us in relationships, not just in our marriages, but in the people around us as well. So if you have not gone to my YouTube channel, if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, subscribe, get caught up on this episode. Also, you can find me on TikTok now. Oh, yeah. For those of you who have short attention attention spans, I'm taking little nuggets here or there from uh, the YouTube series, putting them on TikTok. You're not going to get the whole message, but you'll get a nugget of the the message. Yeah, I find you on my For You page. Oh, all right. Okay. Turner said I pop up on his For You page as well. That's fun. All right, you guys. So this sums up today where we're talking about the prosperity gospel. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater recognize that you're designed to prosper but remember enforcing purpose it starts with you